motherfucker alive son y'all see that shit oh yo welcome back to another episode of the wazi circus radio first off i gotta start with this thank you to all the skydivers this is the safest year on record man that's a big deal we were losing friends back in the day we were losing loved ones and we all became assholes from the old school yelling at you guys about flaring and canopy patterns and your head on a swivel and then they banned hook turns i think it's a little extreme but yo we pulled it off we were safe this year. Thank you guys for that. Yo, shout out to my Patreon patriots. You know who you are. Because of you, the wish list is complete. WazzyCircus.com is up. We're moving forward. You guys are awesome. Yo, um, the trips are on the website. Check it out. There's small descriptions. If you want to be on the list to go, you need to sign up there because it gets released to them people first. And if it fills, it fills. I can't do anything more than that. Love you. We got Jersey, son. You see that? Boom. All right. My guest today is a mentor, colleague, and the one dude on earth I want to have a beer with. And luckily, for the last five, six years, I get to do that three or four times a week. If you've ever learned any skill in the tunnel, he's probably had something to do with it. It doesn't matter who your instructor <laughs> was. Um, there's two other guys in the industry that we could come up with that's been doing it longer Right, and only one of them is an active instructor, and then Ray Kubiak's out in Virginia Beach running shit. Drew Steele, the man of steel, the baddest flyer there is. Started tunnel flying the same year that I started skydiving, 2005. The thing is, he started skydiving a, a year or two before that, so he's got me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Drew Steele, man, how's it going, buddy? Dude, thank you so much for having me aboard on the show, my man. This yeah. is this is an awesome dream come true, man. 
Yo, um, you watched this whole thing get developed. Dude, yeah. From, from an idea? From an idea to you applying it and uh, your wife, Jackie. Like, this is incredible. Like, I'm, I'm blown away. I've seen a lot of episodes. And being in here to see the operation... Man, that's that's a lot of work, and it's dude, nutty, isn't it's it? It's crazy. They man. don't Good know. You, they, shout out the Patreon patrons. Yeah, you know <laughs> it. A lot of fucking exactly. work. So. For sure, for sure. Yo, um, <clears throat> I have a thousand. Everybody has. A, I, we're gonna go over the fundamentals of flight. You guys, this is a mm-hmm. flight podcast, of course. But this dude used to hunt squids, squids, man, and they're big. Was that shot? We got that picture. Yo, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, were you where? where how? What the hell? So me and my other brother, um, so I'm from Southern California, mm-hmm. and uh, we used to go out uh, twilight uh, fishing cruise um, out of Davy Jones Locker. Four o'clock? And we're talking like 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. in the morning. And okay. we'd go out there, fish for about two to three hours, and then come back in. So yeah, by the time we came back in the bay, it was like four in the morning. And, um, you know, we would call in to see what the local, like, um, you know, fish finders would say of school of Hubble Where, school. Where's Davy Jones Locker? This was in Newport Beach. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if cool. I'm correct, I mean I've been out here for nine years now. So I'm right. Right. So you said uh-huh. you call into the fish trap. Yeah. So we'd call in uh, in that local area, and they would basically um, see the schools of squid coming through, and so they would have chartered boats ready to go at twilight, and so we'd book our boat and we'd go out there with a bunch of other you know uh, anglers, and uh, we would catch uh, Hubble squid. And look at that shot. That's fucking big, <clears throat> yeah. dude. Yeah. Those, that is big as fuck, dude. They're very aggressive squids. They don't have suction cups. They have hooks at the end of those suction cups, per se, and they, uh-huh. they swivel 360 degrees. So if you look at this one, you see that like kind of like tear on the side, or it's kind of uh-huh. like they are very cannibalistic. When they get in a feeding frenzy, they'll eat each other. Uh, they have very sharp beaks. Um, yeah, but they make amazing calamari. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah, so sure. how no, much? How how many pounds is that? Dude, we would. There's no limit on them. Uh, so we would we caught that night twelve a piece. That size. That size. And um, so you could have the whole thing. You could have them prep them. They usually would prep them right there for us. But uh, yeah, you'd pound out the meat, cut them in strips, fry them in uh, like a buttery, uh, like floury mix. Deep fry them. Oh my gosh, amazing calamari. Oh my god, so fresh, dude, amazing. And you now you're and like you're in the meats now. Yeah, I've always been around the barbecuing. You know, growing up, my parents cooked a lot, did stir fries, and my dad, you know, cooked steaks and fish and everything. And uh, he was quite a, uh, a fisherman growing up. He would actually swim down. Uh, you know, just free dive it, swim down and pop uh, like big clams mm-hmm. and then uh, take them to the surface and like cook them. So like he was very like, you know, skilled in that Your area. pops, huh? Yeah. That's dope, and dude. And so, uh, yeah, barbecuing was always in our, in our like, uh, like family, but not very professionally. You know, this is just like, you know. You're you, a fucking professional now. I I would consider myself an amateur still. Like, I you know, know, man. I Yo, you're taking it. your flying skills <laughs> to the grill. What is that? Is that the, look at that. Is that the dino rib? So that's uh, the dino ribs, yeah. Before it's pulled back. Yeah. Yo, dino so. ribs, man. Look at that hunk of meat, and when you cook it, the ribs stick out like the Flintstones. Yeah, dude. Kids love it, man. They are amazing. But it's a, it's a six-hour thing? Uh, so if you're really trying to, like, render down the internal fats and stuff, yeah, six to eight hours at about 250 degrees. Uh, internal temp reaching about 200 so how do you start that out? Do you do a dry rub or like a barbecue? So yeah, you, you can apply a, a binder, which is simply like a liquid to attach the like seasoning to it. So some people use like mustard, barbecue sauce. I use Worcestershire, um, and uh, from there I apply all my rubs, smokes, you know, uh, cracked black pepper, 
And um, once I apply the dry rub, I usually let it marinate overnight. Uh, put it on the grill for about uh, in the fridge or out of the fridge? In, in the, the fridge, fridge. In the fridge, yeah. Do you wrap it or and you just leave it out? Leave it out. Okay. Uh, before grilling, though, I do bring it out for about an hour to get room temperature before I throw it on the grill. Yeah, you explained that to me once. You were mm-hmm. like, if it's cold and you cut into it, it could tense up like a muscle because it's a muscle. Yeah, that's after the initial cooking of it. You let it rest. Uh, all the juices that are trying to escape, um, what you do is when you bring it off the grill and you let it rest, all those juices reabsorb into the meat. And so mm. after an hour, when you cut into it, um, you know, it's not just like squirting juices all over and it doesn't dry out. It becomes more tender. Well, that, so, okay. Okay. So let's go back. Before you put on the grill, you've got the dry rub on mm-hmm. and you cook it at higher low temperatures first. I cook it at uh, like 250, 275 in that range. Um, and you're using that trigger. <clears throat> uh, that trigger is awesome. Yeah. It will be kind of, for the most part, spot on. But I've also done it on a conventional uh, propane grill. Um, but the trick is what I do is I buy, uh, wood chips. Um, mostly you can get like hickory, you can get oak, mesquite, uh, cherry. Um, and I usually make these little, like, kind of like burrito packs out of, uh, aluminum foil with them in it and then poke a couple of holes, throw those on the grill. So it performs the smoke. Oh, really? Not, oh, really? Yeah. So what, you take the wood chips and then you just soak, they're wet, you wrap them into aluminum foil, put some holes in it. And mm-hmm. toss it on the grill next to the meat. Yeah, exactly. And as it steams, you've got a smoker. Exactly. Man, so, that's ingenious. Yeah, I saw that on uh, YouTube. Yeah, uh, shout out to YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, you uh, graduate right here. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's amazing, and it works just uh, just fine. Um, but that trigger, man, that trigger is awesome because it it's a automatic pellet smoker, uh, so it feeds the pellets into this little burner, so it keeps the temperature at the same exact uh, temp. Um, there's all sorts of cool features of like uh, controlling your temp, uh, timing, all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it produces amazing smoke. So the glaze that was on the pork yes. last week. Yeah. What is that? Okay. So I get this it's at. like honey sugar syrup. Dude, maple. isn't Wonderful. that amazing? Oh my God. Okay. So it's, uh, it's only three ingredients. Okay. Uh, one of them is a glaze that I buy at HEB. It's called, uh, Texas whiskey glaze. It's made by Wishishire. And, um, I mean, it's that it has everything in there. I haven't actually looked at the ingredients, but it's amazing. All right. So what I do is I take about maybe a half a cup of brown sugar after the initial cook of the pork ribs, uh, put that on a, a foil boat, as they call it, uh, put two, like, nubs of butter, and then I'll... How much is that? Is that a quarter, <clears throat> half a stick of Probably, butter? I would say, like, uh, two tablespoons of butter. So a nub is, like, one tablespoon, a good chunk, right? right? So two, uh, two tablespoons of butter... And then I'll take the uh, glaze and kind of glaze down mm-hmm. over the brown sugar and the butter. Taking the racks of ribs with the meat side up, I'll put it on, wrapping it with the bone side up. And then put bone side up or meat side up? So I put it back on the grill with the bone uh, bone side up, meat side down. Okay. So that way as, <clears throat> excuse me, as the, uh, the glaze and the brown sugar and the butter melt, it's actually like sitting inside. The, soaking yeah, in it. Soaking yeah, soaking it in. Exactly. So I tried to follow your recipe, and I overcooked them, and they fucking caramelized to it, crunchy yeah, messes. Yeah, it, it, it's very... <laughs> uh, it's very hard to cook that, this shit, you guys. <laughs> Yo, we were monitoring them. I think we ran out of smoke chips, then we mm. moved it to the oven, and I burnt fucking $90 of ribs. It's, uh, that last part, it's only, only, it takes only like 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes 30, but yeah, that, br- all that, uh, sugar mm-hmm. can caramelize and burn real quick and stick. Oh, I've done it before. Learned we, it. Le- yeah. Oh, trust me. I've burned some things and I'm like, well, that yeah. was, uh, an experiment. <laughs> My mouth is watering, dude. All right. Fundamentals yes. of flight. This is why we're here. <laughs> Drew Steele. 
the greatest <laughs> motherfucker you guys have ever seen do it. And wow. you know, nah, nah, nah. There's a thing that when people obsess and become great at what they do, there's no way you can take it from them. They spent the mm-hmm. time to figure it out. You know the intricacies of shit. So like, belly flying. Mm-hmm. It seems simple, but it's not. Correct? For sure. Oh, definitely. Right? Um, when you're subjecting a person in a new environment that they don't know how to connect from a different sport, and it's a fluid, so every little you know, discrepancy or movement in their body is going to have a reaction to the wind. Um, it's learning how to regulate that energy expenditure in their limbs to knowing that they're exactly at the same you know, latitude, whatever, movement and adjustment so that everything is very isometric. And if someone's like really strong and dominant in like a right arm and it causes a turn, they're going to get frustrated because they're like, why am I turning? You try to teach me the other way. So it's, it's a, a sport that's just time and awareness of really feeling your full body in this fluid that doesn't lie, you know? Yeah, um, you know there uh, is no lie in is, the wind. I thought, you know, so prior to this, uh, like late part of 2004 is when I did my first tandem and then started skydiving in early part of 2005. Um, the first time I got in the tunnel, I was pretty much halfway, almost like completing AFF. And I was like, yeah, I'll go try this thing out and realized how much I drifted around in the sky. Picture a ping pong ball and a blender for 15 minutes. Yeah. I hit that wall so many times. That's and the instructor, easy. Scott Smith, at the time, he actually caught me head down. I full on threw him a head down spot. I looked down, blasted my arms up because oh. we're working on relative work. And he caught me, rolled me to my you know, back and everything, to my belly. Before I knew it, I was back on my belly. After my AF, of course, I, I thanked him because I didn't realize that, dude, he saved my life. And I didn't realize, like, wow, this is a very intricate sport. Like, you know, it really demands that awareness, but it helped tremendously in the sky. The next jump I did, it was day and night, man. I yeah. knew, like, okay. I was not drifting. Like, I could feel my body in the wind for the first time. For the first time. Yeah. The wind tunnel's magic, man. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know why more people don't use it. I believe it might be an ego thing in the skydiving sport where the instructors don't want their students to go get better than them because the instructors can't afford it, and that's fucked up. I find need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, back flying. Back flying. So, um so after, you know, belly, and the reason why belly stopped first is because it's the more uh, preferred orientated position. You can see how you can balance yourself, kind of works out all the kinks and everything like that. Uh, obviously, that's how, you know, us skydivers, perf- you know, progress from AFF. So you have to first show that you can fly in your belly first and stable, uh, showing all the six points of axes. Once you can prove that to your instructor and work on backfly, back real quick, six points of axes mm-hmm. up, down, forward, back, three sixty left, three sixty right, side slides. You got it, perfect. And that is on every discipline, you guys. If mm-hmm. you're wondering what you need to learn next on your back, sit fly, head down. It's up, down, forward, back, three sixty left, three sixty right, side slides. That's the six points of axis for everything we do. So you, um, if you're ever confused of where you are in your progression, just ask yourself: Can I go forward, back, up, down, three sixty left, three sixty right, and side slide? That's it. That's, that's what we judge it on. Exactly. Um, and precision-wise, you know, uh, um, if you really want to hone in on just belly and become like a world-famous like RW flyer and four-way and get really like um, precise in the knee turns and all that, that just gets incredibly um, skilled just like free-flying. You know, if you get a really good like RW coach, um, it's it's intense to watch all that. But back-flying, um, yeah, back-flying is your first introduction to free-flying. Right. This is... 
besides, you know, being belly and orientated, you're on your back, you're disorientated, you're feeling the wind coming from below up. We teach this because initially backfly and sit fly are the virtually the same position, just orientated different in the wind. And we always want to teach backfly as our bailout. Listen, backflying and sit flying are the exact same thing. One sitting up, one's on your back. Don't try to skip and learn everything you can on your back so when you sit up, you have control, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and of course, just, you know, we always teach that uh, for the reason that, because I remember when I was like, hey, I want to like learn how to sit fly and everything. We're like, well, you got to learn how to back fly first for that bailout process. You know, if I'm in a right. sit fly position and I cork out to belly, which I'm more comfortable, well, that's going to be very dangerous in the tunnel. Why is it dangerous? And because we're dealing with higher wind speeds, we're going to blast up and maybe clip the walls, uh, even in the sky, too. I mean, let's say around other skydivers, we're falling at a faster fall rate because we're uh, in a verted position or upright position. And as soon as we present that relativity, man, we're going to put the brakes on fast. So if let's say that's someone... above you. Exactly. You know, they could blast it's through. It's over. It's over. You're going to clip someone. So on your back, when you roll to your back, you can, you know like substantially decrease surface area to fall faster with those that are falling in sit fly and then regain sit fly position just orientating yourself so all the skydivers that <clears throat> i understand you can sit fly in the sky you don't want to learn how to back fly it's expensive it's very hard you can't arch as hard as you can go on your back like on your back you can apple seed and go super fast instantly if you go to your belly you can't go fast you're going to hurt your friends so there's a reason we teach that backfly <laughs> stuff. It's not just for money. It's not like we're trying to get coach jumps out of you guys. You got to learn how to fly on your back. Um, what are the biggest obstacles people run into on backfly? Why is it so hard? Like, <laughs> I'd almost say it's harder than sit flying to learn. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you're on your back, right, your visuals. Um, so, for instance, sit fly and belly fly, you're, you're level. level. You're up. You're level. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so you have that reference of orientation of, oh, this is up, that's down, that's side to side, you know, uh, kind of like a gyro, uh, you know, uh, for an aircraft, right? Right. When you're on your back and let's say you lean back and you look backwards, your head is upside down. So now your equilibrium is telling your brain you're upside down, but your body's still relative to the wind. And so when you're looking oh, up I or sideways, like, so everything is just really disorientated visually. And so one of the great drills that I like to teach when I'm working with someone that's having that issue is I'll have them close their eyes. I'm holding them so they mm -hmm. can feel that. But when they close their eyes or feeling the sensory input for the first time, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm taking all these visual distractions away and I can feel the wind on my back for the first time. I'm feeling where it's going. I do that for people on yes. their belly. It's yes. so magic. Hey, it instructors, because I'm going to put this mm -hmm. on the instructor's exclusive page. Closed eye drills for your students are magic, dude. Mm -hmm. They've never felt the wind before calmly. They're always panicking. You put them on the net, let them calm down, loosen up their arms and do some turns and forward them back without the visual input. It, it, it changes everything. What up? What up? Oh, what's oh, that? Yeah. All right, what's that right there? Oh, that's Nick Daniels. <laughs> Who's Nick Daniels? He's in the game. He and uh, Brianna Thompson started, it's called Flight Axis okay. in Eloy. He was one of my mentors out in Paris Sky Venture. He was a level two instructor. So this is on his site or something? This is here at the tunnel. This is for iFly, and they flew him out uh, so that way they could uh, demonstrate backfly entry and exit. Yeah, um, so did you guys see what he just did? I start all of you off like that. Mm -hmm. so, Look at that. You're putting your feet down. Mm -hmm. His knees are bent. The biggest thing is people reach for the door, but if you straighten your legs, you go towards your head. Mm -hmm. and when it pushes you away, you got to keep them. Look at that. 
backfly and sit fly are the same mm-hmm. thing. You see what he's doing? You keep that butt mm-hmm. back, man. Big booty, baby. Big booty, big mm-hmm. booty, big booty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, uh, fun fact uh, about Nick Daniels. Nick Daniels was kind of like one of the pioneers of uh, online development of body flight. He would have these little, like, videos. And this was back in the day. This is like 2005, you know, six, mm. where it was very crude, like, yeah, potato Sony, like, footage. Dude, yeah. And he would explain, like, on a grease board and everything, um, like, how to properly fly in a wind tunnel. Of course, we had, before that, uh, we have Joel Tambar, uh, one of my mentors, a Brazilian. Joel, yeah. Dude, love that guy. Uh, he was one of the first ones, too, to have a DVD of, like, a wire work guy, very crude CGI of how to body flight. And um, I so, remember those old body yes, flight videos, dude. They exactly. have, like, the fucking guy with the right? wire, right? Yeah. Like, the digital, like. Yeah, exactly. Look at So, backfly, mm-hmm. man. Listen, backfly is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent maybe 30 minutes in FITP, and I couldn't get it. Chris Dixon, my mentor, was getting frustrated with me, so he took a tunnel ball threw it and hit me in the balls with it when I'm on my back. And I, I like it. And I was like, ow. ow. And I saw the ball and I fucking flew straight over to it, grabbed it and threw it at him. And from that point on, I figured it out. Yeah. He took my brain out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So like, I try to use that to like yeah. distract people to stop mm-hmm. thinking about it. Because if you think about it, there's too many, too many variables to yeah. control at once. Oh, You're, for sure. You gotta let that shit go. Yeah, yeah. It's a you sensory know? overload. I mean, Again, it's like as soon as they think, oh, you know, I got belly down. This should be okay. And Easy, you throw them yeah, on their back sure, and they're yeah. just like, oh, my gosh, I'm learning flying all over. And that's I'm – I'm a big um, – when it comes to, like, the individual and trying to – and we all, like, you do this too, Oz, which is amazing. Like, we all coaches do this. We're really good on catering to the flyer's needs right. of their age, their abilities, if they do have, like, almost like a physical disability. And we work around that. And so one of the things that we all do, which is amazing, is range of motion, like, through stability drills mm-hmm. of – seeing what they can do with their body, whether it's just their legs, open, close. And from there, we can kind of assess, okay, this is their maximum range. We need to kind of configure uh, what we can what do, we can do with them. That, because that, that could be like, you know, surface exposure, weight ratio. Like, not yes. everybody's going to fly like a little, you know, kid when you have a 300-pound right. individual trying to work on backlight. So it's amazing that what we do as like, we're like personal trainers in a fluid but what, like, we're mentors and we're therapists because we're they're psychologists. scared. Psychologists, dude. We're trying to get it's in their crazy. head. They're freaking out. We're trying to keep them calm. And at the same time, they're expressing body language that is a kinesthetic workout. They're working their body. Yep. And we're reading, okay, this is too much for them. We need to, like, hey, bring it down. Bring it now. back. Bring Let's, it back. Exactly. Let them breathe. Relax. Wow. You know, like, where's the balance, though? Because this shit's expensive. Like, maybe mm-hmm. we need to explain that. When we move to coaching or you get off the, the packages and you go to private coaching, this first 10 minutes is an assessment. Like mm-hmm. We can learn, but we're really trying to learn you. And mm-hmm. it, I'm sorry that it's your cash. Yeah. But once I learned how you work, what hurts you, when you get tired, then we can progress really fast. But it takes 10 minutes. So sometimes your first 10 minutes, you're like, I didn't get anything, but we are learning each other. Your mm-hmm. next 10 minutes, you'll excel. What happens, okay... Tunnel flyers don't have this problem. Tunnel flyers come, this is what they do. They don't skydive, mm-hmm. right? So they don't, yeah. this is all they got. So they come back and they learn. Skydivers think they learn something, even though they're mm-hmm. only halfway through the program and they take off to the drop zone and they never come back. So then you get these guys sit flying with their feet wide, mm-hmm. right? Like in a knee fly position or mm-hmm. they're like, 
They've only learned half the skills and they leave. They don't. They don't finish. So maybe we need to be more clear that you need to finish mm-hmm. because you're not there yet. And I've seen it so many times. You guys watch skydive videos. You could tell the people who've been in the tunnel, and I can tell the people who didn't finish their fucking training. They're <laughs> 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 like, we yeah, like they can't talk and shit. Uh, oh, that's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, everybody's first milestone in life of skydiving. I don't care how old you are, this is when you grow up. Sit flying. Yes. Sit flying. Yes. It's the most unnatural flight position there is. <laughs> it's the hardest position to learn. And I know you guys hear from us over and over again that once you learn head down, it's easier than sit. And you're like, fuck you, was. And I know I sound like I'm full of shit, but I'm not. Sit flying's hard. When I get sick of sit flying, I go upside down so I can rest, and mm-hmm. then I go back to my sit to engage with you guys. Sit flying's hard. Give, hey, somebody's got their, okay, here we go. For me, back to belly transitions is the beginning of sit flying. Getting in control of that blast up, because what gets you up and over is what gets you to your sit flying. So that'd be my tip for you. Do all the back to belly transitions you can. What tips do you have for them, Drew Still? For sure. Um, if we're working on the transition, mm-hmm. maybe even like kind of like on the net, roll up into the sit posture for a split second to the belly. So they kind of kind of feel that uh, vertical upright posture. Right. And that's where a lot of people kind of get like really nervous because they don't have any more drag on the wind. So they feel prone to falling. And mm-hmm. that's a very sketchy feeling when you're upright and you don't like have there that is. balance. There it is, yep. And uh, you can rock a shell. Uh, look, look, look at him rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, white vans, exactly. Killing <laughs> it, Daniel, yep. Um, so like all positions that we teach in the tunnel, we start off on the net. Um, and so on the net, it's the same thing, it's getting your balance, your upright orientation. One of the things that I kind of like compare it to That's is Danny. uh, trying to. That's yeah, that is that was Danny, well, that was That's Danny dusty, and then yeah. it's uh, Dusty, yeah. I remember that shoot, the uh, yeah, I those. hate those shoots. They're so yep. fucking tediously boring and long. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, we, it definitely kind of gives like the flyer like a visual though. Cause there's like, it does, the, no, it's good the, for you guys. I'm sorry. I'm just complaining about some yeah, behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we missed that. Go back, go back get that. Can we get that? No. All right. So yeah. What he's saying is like, when you go to vertical, you drop. And if you don't have that balance, it feels funny. Yeah. And exactly. you have to have confidence that what your instructor's telling you is boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for right. sure. Look, there we go. There it is. Where's he laying on the net? 90 degree angle bends. So Matt Freeze and I, uh, when we did the Hollywood videos of how-tos, uh-huh. it was hilarious. Man. I learned on those videos. Yeah, and- I learned on those videos. You guys had goggles on? <laughs> yeah. Right? In the old school fucking open faces. Dude, yeah. And uh, the, the video photographer, uh, Derek, and I can't remember. Derek Lewis? Derek, no. no it's Derek V. That's I a think. friend of the show. Derek V. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, he apologized. I mean, he was amazing. He's an IT guy. But the mics that day were not working. And so the the sound had to come from the actual room. So it was very echoey. And, I mean, we shot, like, two days of all that stuff. And uh, it was funny, man, because it was, it, was, it was there, but it was crude. You know, it's like fun. But like, see, hey. when I saw it, I didn't see it as crude. I yeah. thought it was, like, yeah. how you learn. Like, that's, I saw it as a how-to. Yeah. It was um. It was you. What's his? What's Matt the, Freeze. Matt fucking from like Freeze. Windy Tube, man. Windy, Windy Tube. Tube. Shout yeah. out to Windy Tube. Yeah, man. The <laughs> sad thing about Windy Tube is they only put it on instructors exclusive. They didn't put it out on YouTube and shit. I don't think. 
Isolated, yeah. So it was a very isolated niche thing, but WinnieTube was fun, you guys. You should release that to the the greater public, man. I did, because I went on YouTube, and that's where I found a couple of episodes of it. You guys, check out WinnieTube. If you like Tunnel Flying, man, these guys have a great show. Yes. Dude, Matt Freeze, uh, who else was on the show? Um, Oh, gosh. I'm bad with names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun show, man. I don't know if they're still doing the WinnieTube. Gilio? Man. Yeah. So I met. So you started in Paris Valley. I did. So the jet, yes. the jet. You fucking work on the jet. I washed it uh, uh-huh. the inside and uh, outside. So I got to go inside. I've seen the cockpit. Can we pull um, up a jet jump from Paris Valley? I if you can. Yeah, they're just on there. Yeah. There's one on there. They're running okay. after all. Yeah, dude, they got a seven twenty seven, seven fifty. It's a uh, it's a DC nine. It's a DC nine. DC nine, eighty passenger. Old school. Uh, it's very old school, man. DC nines aren't even in no. fucking operation. Exactly, <laughs> dude. So the fun fact about this, um, when they landed that aircraft, the tarmac was not designed for that type of air load. And so that aircraft sunk in the pavement for like two inches, just all the way down the tarmac. It just and, destroyed dude, the runway. The FAA like never found out. Like Ben Canada like totally like tore up the tarmac, put a two like a new one in like within a week. We were running loads right beside uh, the tarmac on the sand where they would take steamrollers, uh-huh. hold it out, blast like water and right, oil, right, 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 and they were taken off from there. And the, that's how Skydive Dallas's runway yeah. was. So yeah, that's fine. And it's a brand new tarmac, beautiful enough to where the jet could take off. And that God thing, damn, how much loot does it take to buy a jet oh and then be like, gosh. I'm gonna rebuild a runway right yeah. now? I mean, and it operated too. Like uh, they would fly that out to Eloy during nationals and stuff mm-hmm. with all the teams, all their luggage. Like I don't know what they're what paying. What a fucking heyday! Look, Dude. there it is. Look at that shit. Yeah. They're standing around. Look, you yeah, walk there around. <laughs> There's fucking peanuts and fucking sprites and shit. They got yes. uh, Bloody Marys hey, and shit. Yo, Mary Tortomasi. Who's um, that? Who's that? Mary Tortomasi. Oh, uh, shout out um, Tortomasi. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy because when I was cleaning that Woo! jet. Yeah, dog. That's dude. Southwest, son. Oh, dude, it brother, side fly Southwest. Dude. I'm sure. Take off. It most of like my guests fly Delta. Or boom. Shit. Altitude, <laughs> altitude in like minutes, dude. If that isn't like, that nuts, crazy. dude. Look, they're walking around having yeah, fun. Yeah, What's she handing out? Uh, I think like uh, oh, like peanuts and stuff. That's very mint. Oh, dude, peanuts. it's fucking snacks, dog. Dude. When's the last time you had <laughs> snacks? The nicest plane, two nicest planes I've been on. El Paso has air conditioning. And Start Skydiving's caravan has like XM radio and leather fucking backing. Two nicest planes. This plane is dope. Dude, look it at was that, nice. you guys. Yeah. Yo, it's a jet. <clears throat> it's it's a jet. southwest, son. Dude, that thing took off like vertical and altitude like now. Like it was crazy. Yeah, because they didn't have to follow the, the airline rules of passengers. No, it's a fucking oh, jump. Wow. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we go back to that exit? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, you guys? I haven't done it, man. Look, you're running down the center aisle. Yeah. Like cargo bay opens up. And if like, we had volume, can we get, we don't have sound, do we? If you hear the sound, you can hear the people in front of you going. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's your fucking turn. <laughs> you're out in space, man. Skydive is dope. Dude. Skydive is fucking dope, son. I don't know what the yes, fuck y'all indeed. been told. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what y'all been told, son. This shit is the most amazing shit on the planet. Mm-hmm. Gosh, to be alive, mm-hmm. I was alive, but to be skydiving in those heydays and just like to be part of just a skydive Paris, skydive Elsinore, all the little drop zones in Cali and Florida when it was just jumping off. Oklahoma was jumping off all the World Free Fall conventions. Yeah. We lost all that shit, man. Look, look. Whew. 
Pulled right up. Fuck you, man. That's dope for him, but he went on his belly. I'd be on my back, son. Wazzy circus stuff. Look, trying to get in. I wonder how high, look how high they are. What is that, you guys? 18, 20? I would think so. 18, yeah. 20. Look, yeah, we're fine. Once you leave the plane, it doesn't matter where you are on Earth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where aircraft you look. Oh, bro, slow down before you get in there, son. Did he get back up? <laughs> nope. There you go. He went down. Yeah. Look at that balloon suit. Look at them fucking frap hats, son. Dude, I know. They, Scott Irish right. used to wear leather frap hats. That's what those are called, guys. Y'all yep. don't know what those are. I had a frap yep. hat. Yep. I had a frap hat for tandems. Exactly. They still carry them out there. Uh, well, yeah, you put a frap on <clears> tandems because <throat> if they put their head back, head they'll back, knock your teeth, teeth out, out, man. Yeah. The other drop zones don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. I've heard drop zones putting helmets on tandems. Y'all are idiots. Dude, that's crazy. All right, this is a regular ass Scott on. Not that it's boring. Yeah, that shit's amazing. All that shit's amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, what are the biggest difficulties in maintaining a sit fly position? Balance. Uh, you're literally trying to balance like a boogie board on water and pushing it down. Your center point of mass is your upper body, and any object that falls wants to find that center point. Right. And so you're trying to lift that center point of mass with your legs. And your legs are very large limbs, so there's a lot of power in your legs. And so you're prone to falling over. Think of like if you were to balance a broom with the, the broomstick on your palm, you know, and you're upside trying to down. upside down. That's and exactly trying, what a sit fly exactly. is. Exactly. So there's a lot of upper body, lower body. But what happens is because we orientate our arms more than our legs, we try to just rest on our arms and we just burn our shoulders out. But when right. we start tapping into the raw potential power in our legs, the power that we have, we can ease the the workload on our shoulders, but it will require a lot more technicality in that balance. Right, because weak legs is what flails you to your back when your legs exactly. go wobbly and shoot. That watch mm-hmm. any video you guys got of you mm-hmm. sit flying. I guarantee your heels went right, left, right before you went <clears> up, man. It's yeah. just the way it happens. You need that strong base because you're holding the weight up. It's right. Yeah. Your chest is heavier. Exactly. So I sit flying so hard. hard. If you think about building an airplane, it doesn't look fucking like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, for sure. you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Or anything that flies. And so kind of like going back to your point was that you made a great uh, observation was going head down, it statistically falls a lot more faster and smoother because your center point of mass is falling down. in that direction down. And so I've had a lot of analogies told me that I still use of like, you know, when you're head down, your legs and your arms are like the feathers of an arrow. The torso is the shaft and the head is the arrowhead. All that mass transfers downwards. And by getting into like a daffier shelf, you know, you get that stability action. Dog, he went Native American on y'all cats, son. He let y'all know <laughs> with ancient American history right there. Dude, yeah. No, but that's seriously, yeah. though. Like your body is the shaft. Yeah. And then the feathers just kind of guide, guide you. Guide you. Yeah. yeah to, uh, another one is like, um, like if your torso, if like someone like for me, when I was learning head down, uh, I was like really crunched up and really Everybody tense. does. Why? Yeah. What is that? Why? It, it's just a natural response of being, again, in a disorientated position, feeling uh, the weight up fast. Like it's like. It's you, your it's, it's your fetal position, fetal but position. Just, it's just upside down. You're wow. not. Yeah. Being, tension. Being, um, you know, like for a person like me, I've never been like a wall, like a handstand walker upside down. Uh, and even I coached a person that could walk on their hands. It was kind of hard for them. But 
being in that fluid where you feel because it is fast that like potential forward or back drive is going to kill you exactly and so it's a very uh it's a very tense adrenalized situation so your natural tendency is to tense up most. well if you think about it, if you tense everything gets like that yeah and that's why people we're always telling people to get their shoulders, shoulders down, down right but maybe we need to mm-hmm. but we can't say relax relax doesn't fucking work what <clears throat> no, is it it is it's uh let it's, it go Rafa's like, let, so, it go. let it go. So one of the things that, uh, because everything is built up to this point, they have that awareness where I'm like, hey, guys, now that you have awareness of energy expenditure, your core is always engaged. Now you're bringing that energy out to your extremities, but always engage in your core. Like, you know, think of like a tree. Right, like right, a tree, right, 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 right. You have a tree and the trunk is always solid, right? Uh, but the branches are a little bit more limber and the feathers uh-huh. or the leaves, leaves are, are like, like the feathers. feathers. And that's why our wrists so, do this when exactly. we're flying. Yeah, yeah. If you're taking the core energy out to the extremities and disengaging that core and you start getting wobbly, you're going to get the speed wobbles. So it's really that balance act of like how much energy exertion, right? And how I'm bringing that into the wind flow. And properly too, because again, because we're upside down, as the wind makes contact on our shoulders, our shoulders want to naturally roll back. Or for most, you know, male adults, we prow chest, and yeah. as we prow chest, we yeah, drive forward. Yeah, that's the forward. worst thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it could be in the hips. It could be the legs. It's just a, another orientation, right? Right. Like backfly is like, whoa, what's going on? Now we're upside down, and if someone has never been in that orientation upside down, yeah, if you've never done flips or trampoline seen, or handstands, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now it's like, wow, they're in for a surprise of like, hey, this is a whole new like beast of ball game. How long does it take to stop getting dizzy when you're carving head down, in face or out face? What do you think? So that's a great question. Um, when I'm actually working with someone that's working on in face or out face carving, I start implementing the concept of like kind of like a like a figure skater or ballerina. Like okay, it's called spot scene, or I think it's called spot scene or yeah, spot something like that. I see spotting. you do it all the time. So when you're turning your body, you actually look first and actually engage a point outside of the tunnel. And then you let your body rotate and then look another like quarter or three quarters of the turn. Um, another experiment as I do is I, I'm like, hey, uh, put your hand in front of your face. Now spin as you're looking at your hand. You'll get dizzy. Now look through your hands as you're spinning and you won't get dizzy. What happens is when we're learning to carve, we're very fixated on our coach and we're looking directly at them. Everything is so blurry behind them, they right. get really dizzy. Whereas you almost like do that double vision, look past through your coach, through the wall, through outside of the tunnel. Now your peripheral vision catches everything and you won't be as dizzy. Wow, that's fucking nuts. I told y'all he knows everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yo, yeah. so um, I struggle with Daffy mm-hmm. because my I know my legs are weak. I'm fucking 6'3", and my legs are like 5'3", of my body. <laughs> and they're <laughs> nice. as thin as fuck. They probably wear 10 pounds each. My legs are... I've never worked them out. I am mm-hmm. now. But they're squirrely because I'm weak. Right. Um, I mean, I've been noticing, dude, like your Daffy helicopter is like getting like spot on, man. Yeah, it's taking sure. a fucking gear. I'm talking about yes. like, how do I get better now? All right. So, <laughs> I mean, just like anything, uh, practice. Yeah, I mean, I, my, yeah. my Daffy wasn't spot on my shelf. Like, what, what, what exercises can we do to help that? Because mm-hmm. head down is hard because you're straining, you're holding your weight by your legs, people. Look, yeah. if you're straddle, if you're shelf, or if you're Daffy, all the weight is in your legs. Your arms are loose. You're a dart. You're a lawn dart upside down, and your legs are controlling your vertical speed. So if you mm-hmm. need to go up or down, it's legs. For me, I have to mm-hmm. scream because I'm so fucking weak, man. Um. So one of the things that's is awesome that you bring this up was um, when I started flying, I realized I was – I've pretty been athletic all my life. You know, I had physical jobs from a young age. But when it came to flying, I realized, like, wow, this is a different – 
ball game of working out or exercise or just physicality in general. This is called like tunnel shape, right? And we've all been yeah. there where we're yep. out of tunnel shape and we get back in. We're like, wow, this is crazy. Like how, you know, I've regressed or just like I'm, I'm fatiguing and I need to build up. So um, one of the things that I started realizing when I was trying to perform these, you know, orientations, especially at like Daffy, is I'd go to the gym and I'd figure out, okay, if this is my lead leg, the leg that's in front of my body, uh -huh. that's digging that knee down, I would do basically like leg lifts and really kind of strengthen up the quadcep that's connected to my lower abdominals. And then my other leg, I would do a lot of like, you know, and I wasn't like doing this purposely for like I fly or flying in the tunnel. I would do everything, you know, very symmetrical, but I would make sure that I would target those like, uh, like hammies, the weak points, right? right. Like hammies. Cause I used to cramp up in my legs too. when I would head down fly. I mean, I'd cramp up and be like, wow, this is intense. So I'd work out those dominant muscle groups that you would, typically be using while you're head down and from there um i would start you know to realize uh this is beneficial i wasn't doing a lot of lifting heavy weight just a lot of repetition to build up that endurance mm, almost it like, is the endurance exactly like almost like with sit fly we've all taught like our clients hey you know the static sit wall drill where you put your back up against the wall yep. and let your inner thigh and the quads up because what happens is when people are trying to sit fly like you were saying earlier uh, they have weak legs, and that's the weak hip band. And mm -hmm. the weak and the hip band is such a small muscle group, but it manipulates the whole leg. Like trying to squeeze a watermelon in between your legs right. is basically what you're trying to do when you're sip flying. Sip flying, yeah. It's the wind. That you're yeah. holding the wind to get you're, flight. Exactly. You're trying to bring the knees. You guys hear that? Up. You're squeezing the wind to get the flight, and when mm -hmm. you open up, you let the wind go. That's what it is. It's that. Mm -hmm. You call it the hip band. So it is the hip band. Goddamn hip bands. Hip, huh? hip yeah. flexors yeah. and hip abductors. <laughs> Y'all need the hip bands. Exactly. Um, and that's why for someone that's working on shelf and they can't get their legs wide yeah. is because wind is pressing up on the outside of their legs. Uh -huh. So they, uh, their hip abductors outwards. Hip. Uh, that's where the so, screaming for exactly. me comes in, pushing out. Outwards. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, I can't do it yeah. no more. So that wide, or the, uh, I call it the wide fly machine at yeah. the gym, right? Where you'll never yeah, see yeah. a dude. dude I, no, I do it. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I do it. That's yeah. how I got hit. I could not break through. Through. And then yeah. I went to the gym and I did the fucking abductor and yeah. inductor Flexor, or whatever, yeah, the, exactly. whatever it abductor. is and then maybe two weeks later pow i was off yeah. the net killing it exactly and it was all working out and that's why i realized like fitness is a big part of this mm -hmm. shit yeah because you think if you come from the skydiving world oh i'm just gonna get out it's bliss i'm gonna relax and fly you know that's not how this shit fucking works man mm -mm. it's intense it's intense so the thing is um from skydiving and tunnel flying, the the really the the only difference is the tunnel can only produce as fast wind speeds. So let's say you're reaching your terminal velocity and sit fly right on the net, and it's topped out wind speed. You have to slow it down to get that lift to get the initial like, hey, I'm flying off the net, right? And so in the sky, you know, if your legs are close and you're stable and you're bombing it, yeah, of course you're sit flying. But in the tunnel, if it can only reach a certain percentage, right, you have you to fly it. You have to yeah. fly. It. You have to slow your body rate, like your your fall rate, down to basically come up off the net, giving you the illusion that you're flying. You're simply just slowing your fall rate down in the sky, and that's kind of funny because um, a lot of like tunnel flyers that are still kind of new in the skydiving, if they, you know, if they're not really good, they're kind of floaters in the sky, right? Mm -hmm. They're always getting lift because they've never really fell like super fast in the sky. Like skydivers will just blast through the sky with one leg down and one right. leg up. And, uh, so that's, it's kind of like a, a fun, like, um, element to see because I've worked with a lot of skydivers that want to get into big way head down. Right. 
And one of the things that I teach them when it comes to transition, and they're signed off and everything, is, okay, what's happening is in the sky, when you transition, you're still trying to think transition in the tunnel and get big, whereas everybody else in SIP flies blasting by you or whatever it is, like when yeah, they all yeah, transition. Is, yeah. So what I'm going to do is we're going to actually sit by up by the ring or a little bit higher, descend and sit. As we transition, we're still falling. Falling, so you can come so down can to still, get that relative exactly. break. Because if not, you blast up. You blast up. Because the difference between belly flying is Belly flyers fall out, free flyers fall up, mm -hmm. right? So you got to get that speed. Exactly. So you are a big trick, old school big trick fucking rage flyer, and it's amazing. Whirly birds, triple flip twist, fucking Spider-Man. I'm going to put these videos up, crazy shit. And you watch dynamic start and develop. Mm -hmm. Watching you fly dynamic is the saddest thing. Um, it's like the saddest thing a person can see. Yeah, I'm not the. Well, but no, no, because <laughs> no, no, because you're so good, and you you can do anything on all axes at any moment. And the dynamic is this very sectioned off this way, that way, this way layout, and it's fucking boring. <laughs> I can't stand watching dynamic. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's fucking boring. After you see the third team, you're like, it don't fucking matter. So watching it develop, what do you think about the dynamic trend, regardless of what I just said, and then trick flying? Right. Like raw power. Power. Um, and so so we know that dynamic uh, developed in the European tunnels, yes. and it got really popular out here. Um, I remember when I could in-face head down carve with two other individuals. I mean, that was like ground rev, like breaking. That was like, oh my gosh, there's three of us in face head down carving, you know? Right. Um, so you watch this develop from dude, solo to yeah. two people to three people to four people. Exactly. Layouts. Layout. And it just still it blows me away to see what people are still capable of in teams. Um, when it started to become more of a competitive environment, uh, like, you know, team dynamics, rules, and everything like that. The trick flying was just a portion of the competition, like, disciplines. You had, you know, your RW, right? Um, you had your VFS, uh, FS, and now you have dynamic. And dynamic really was like kind of like the dominant because it was showing a lot of all those All axes. Yeah, all axes. And there's four of you guys. Well, you can have two, but four of you. And it's a very intricate way of flying the timing the chemistry it's a very intuitional like hey i know where waz is going and i know where my body and before he even gets there i'm going to be there because i know it. so the the chemistry is really in tune and so that's what kind of i think intrigued a lot of flyers because it's right. like it shows that team dynamic of like wow this is incredible um now, because my era was all about trick flying, and I was in that for a long time, and I've, I've done dynamic, and I've tried it, I get lost really quickly. And when I'm flying, I like to just express myself like exactly. a free spirit, man. So I'm like, it seems confined like, to me. Yeah. Um, but just like any like sport, if you practice at it, you know, and get really technical, you can express yourself just like RW, it, man, Paris Fury team, those guys made like four, four points. Uh, out of the aircraft on the hill, just yeah. like just, just kill, destroying kill, kill. it, dude. Because yeah. they were working in that tiny Paris sky tunnel. tunnel, right? And um, so, I mean, the 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 dynamic of it is just uh, it's incredible if you get into that like that mindset. If that's what you're for, right? Like, um, and I've tried it, but I get kind of overwhelmed when I'm trying to do dynamic lines. I get right. lost, and I 
my like you know OCD kicks off. And I'm just like you just start spinning and doing flips. Do <laughs> I'm like, I you gotta. just see him, dude. You just see him. <laughs> so, he gets so bored. I think you just get bored. People are doing layouts. Yeah. He's doing 360 layouts with like, breakers on the bottom and back. And you're like, dude. He's like, I can't fucking help with this. It's boring. It's boring. And you know it's boring. <laughs> hey, but you guys should aspire to that mm-hmm. shit. All right. Yeah. So, um. A new flyer coming to the tunnel that really is passionate about being in this sport. What advice would you give them? Or a new? How about this? Let's take it deeper. Forget them. A new tunnel instructor starting next month, level one FITP. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what what advice would you give them going into the future with the past? Um, to let go of any type of ego, absorb as much information, mm-hmm. any critique, positive, negative. Like this is your learning ground. There's people that know what they're talking about. Uh, absorb as much good advice, uh, good vibes, and take it and learn from it. Like uh, there's there's great instructors, there's bad instructors, and and tunnel flyers and bad flyers. I mean, there's good coaches and bad coaches, and you know we're all human. So I mean, so learn. Like I'm not saying like you know there's those people that are just bad, bad, right? Like they might oh, just have bad. a bad, they have just a bad they're day. Right? I'm just saying. No, nope, like, they're terrible. Just like uh, like learn from everybody and develop your frame of who you are as a coach. So one of the great, like one of my mentors, uh, Travis Fanaghi, uh, he's a stuntman now in California doing movies. He was a tunnel coach forever, f- like before me. He was a, he wanted to become a professional snowboarder. And he would sit with his clients and like, he was so humble. Like he would be like, okay, this is what we're doing after the session. He had, after their stretching, he's like, the first thing is what could I have done better to improve your session? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he would feed from their critique, you know, oh, maybe, you know, this or that, but like, you know, like this guy's amazing. So at that point, they're just like, oh my gosh, you know, you're amazing. No, guy. that's a great question so, to ask your classes. Yeah, what could I have done better, better for you? There's communication error. Some people will be like, I didn't yeah, understand, I didn't understand that. that or I, this. Yeah. The signals were too fast. Too fast. No, that's a great question. I used to be, uh, my nickname by uh, Chris Reynolds was called Taz the Spaz because I was so fast. I was like, yeah, straight, like, no, 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 yeah, good, 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 gig, 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 you know, like yeah. all over the place. I'll throw like a VHS tape of me and trying to instruct someone and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying. And so it's a great like, wow, I've come a long way from just, you know, from all of us that, you know, like we talk to our clients, find out what, um, you know, like what I can do to improve myself. So as a new instructor, I would say like learn from every staff member there, Um, you know, be open to advice, even criticism. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. Uh, even if it's negative, you know, you just got to absorb that yeah, too. Yeah. Well, that's po- um, that's probably better than all the positive bullshit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, I the mean, negativity is what's going to make you learn. learn. The positivity is just going to make you fucking mm-hmm. yeah. and don't smile. Be di- and know? don't be discouraged. Like tunnel flying, tunnel instructing is, this is a legit, you know, sport. It's sanctioned by the aeronautics, you know. So it's like you, you know, if you want to develop into a career, I mean, you're going to have uh, a lot of pressure on you for the different skill levels, you know, the, the liability, the safety. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, accept that. And if there's anything like, you know, advice wise, you know, don't be afraid to like ask a fellow trainer and to get in there and actually work on it, you know. Well, definitely uh, fucking fly, man. That's what they're, yes. they're, they claim they're paying you in flight time. You better take you advantage. Better t- Yo, do we have a Friday freak out lined up? I know we just hit the mark. Man, what a good show. I hope you guys listen, man. I've been listening to this cat for years. <laughs> Holy shit, Drew Steele. Thank the you, motherfucking well, wow. man of steel. I try. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor, man. There's like my um, my mentors are out there too, probably watching me. I so. would I would say you're the Einstein of flying. You've taken it to the level where you've studied it and you've internalized it. It's not just you like flying and your parents pay for it or something. You have fucking dug in sixteen years of flying. Yeah. There's nobody at the company that's been there longer than you. 
I mean, uh, now in the now. current day, no, that yeah. it was announced the other day at work. They were oh, like, nobody's wow. been here, wow. nobody's more tenured than Drew Still, you you've been there yeah. oh, because the owner just bought it a couple of years ago. We've been there longer than everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like me too. Yeah, you know, I'm ten years. For in. sure, you're ten years in. You know, yeah. shout out to Kubiak, shout out to Randy, Randy Ashley, Ashley, shout out to um, Rusty Phelps, shout out to Rusty Lewis, Rusty Lewis, not Phelps, yeah. Rusty Lewis. Sorry, Rusty. You know I yeah. love you, Rusty. Uh, shout out to uh, Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Roth. Nate Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Josh Evans. Shout Josh out to the original Evans, Skydive yeah. Colorado yeah. crew and the Boogie Tour. Yeah. Y'all made my life. Y'all created the mm-hmm. Wazzy Circus. It's your fault, son. So they yell at me. I'm blaming you. Striker. Yeah. Um, what's the dude with the black hair? It was really fucking cool. Gosh damn it. Uh, John Walker. No, John Walker's the man. What up, John mm-hmm. Walker? John Walker. Zach Lewis. Zach Lewis. Uh, the Fultzy Brothers. Uh, um, fucking Kiwi. Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Kiwi, mm-hmm. man. All right, Friday Freakout, guys. Hey, once again, I, I you've heard me complain on other shows that the Friday Freakouts aren't good anymore, and that's me complaining that you guys didn't almost get hurt, which is retarded, which is not a good word to say. Thank you for being safer. I'm glad that the Friday freakouts are silly because that's what they need to be. Just little learning experiences, not life or death experiences. Nobody needs to get hurt doing this shit, man. Nobody's family needs to suffer because you want to skydive. All right, let's do it. Boom. Shout out to Andrew Revis. Team. Join the team. Okay, what is that? That's a terrible accident. What the fuck they're doing? Maybe it's a backfly. Nope, that wasn't a backfly accident on purpose. Oh, God, what is this? Okay. <clears throat> oh, they're wrestling? I don't know what is the fuck a, this is. A that's not a deploy side. That's the deploy side. Is this an AFF? What is the description? God, this is the worst drop zone on earth. Uh, this is definitely not a uh, an instructor. That was a student because they deployed him on. Who the fuck allowed those wow. guys to jump out of an airplane with a student? What was that, man? Where was that? Don't say that's Lone Star Army, man. <laughs> Bev suit. What the hell? Two shooting instructors. Okay, he's not arching, but you guys, that exit sucked. What was that? That's a King Air. Okay, that's Texas, man. He's arching. Why'd you let him go? That's your fault, man. That's ridiculous. And then you can't fly, so then you die. I'm sorry. This sucks. I'm, I'm going to talk shit about you, bro. You need some tunnel time. I'm in I Fly Austin. God, these the student's trying, man. That's you. You just flipped him again. Why do you have his harness? <clears throat> Who taught you how to do that? Now he's about to deploy in your face, and you're on the other. Oh, jeez. You're holding him on his back, bro. Look okay. at your grips, man. Grip switch and roll him over. Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm sorry watching this. I have nothing good to say about anything I'm seeing. Okay, not that. They shouldn't be AFF instructors. That's what they should be doing. I should be teaching right now. So let's teach. <clears throat> oh. You know what happens? Because well, that's my sister or something that went to you guys and paid you 500 bucks for you to roll them on their back and hold them on their back. And then mm-hmm. when you landed, you fucking, you fucking told them it was their fault. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. You told the student he didn't arch. You blamed it on him. He probably doesn't skydive no more because you guys are incompetent. I'm upset about this video. Let's play it again. Watch this exit. This is terrible. <clears throat> All right, he's on his back. Let go, reserve side, roll over, put him. Good. That's good. Why'd you let him go? What the fuck? There you go. And then this guy, 
Look, you have grips to hold him on his back. Look at that. Can we pause it? You're holding him on his back, dude. All right, let's go. Let's not do this anymore. I, I'll, I'll teach after we take that video off. I'm so upset about this shit. This is bad instruct. This makes us all look bad. Look at you. If you let go on a good exit, why are you holding him on his back, son? God, that guy needs a refund. Hold on, let's see what the instructors do afterwards. Oh, they just track away. Yeah. You fucks. That's terrible. I said I wasn't going to complain anymore or be rude about these people, but that's dangerous. You don't deserve to be an AF instructor. Neither one of you. Look at that. You pull them. You're doing that, dude. That student's calm as shit. Look at him. Why did you? Neither one of you had him. That's it. I'm done. That drop zone. Whatever, guys. <clears throat> it was all love up until I saw that video. <laughs> I'm upset now. <laughs> Damn it, man. You guys, go to the tunnel and get 10 minutes before you get your AFF and understand where you should grab the rig. You're nowhere near his pilot chute, you fuck. Look at that shit. It's on the other side of the rig. Let him go. You're holding him on his back. You can't fall fast enough to bring him down. You're above him. Look at you. Now you're... Oh, my God. Dude, you has, somebody should snatch that dude's rating. I would not want you to jump with my kids. All right, Wazzy Circus Radio, I'm so sorry to be negative, but that was shit. That was pure shit. I'd rather see, like, a line twist or something than bad instructing. All right, Drew Steele, <laughs> fucking A, man. And, you know, I, I've got to draw back. Not everybody has a tunnel near them. I don't know where they were at. Um, no worries. <sighs> but... Those that are out there, if you guys are close oh by a tunnel, God, like, dude. take advantage of it. Um, you know, we have a great course out here, Waz Hills, uh, great FFF courses. Man, those are people's lives you guys yeah. got in your hands and you're incompetent, mm -hmm. fucking rolling people on their back, holding them on their back, and you're a, oh, that was disgusting. Yeah. Contact me, son. Let's talk. Come on the show. I will fucking debate your, your practices. I'll debate your fucking DZO that lets you fly out of that king here. I wonder where that was at. Is there any information on that? All right. I'm sorry. She's a sex. I'm not, I'm not allowed to do this, guys. I'm not allowed to get mad at you guys. I've been told and preached to, but that was shit. That was a shit show. All right. But he survived. Cheers. Yeah, that student did. Mm -hmm. Instructors. All right. No shit that I was. Thought I was going to die. Yes. <clears throat> there no, it is. No shit that I was. That was that. Okay. What, what, um, let me see it real quick. Let me see it real quick. All right. The book. Oh, let me see the book. All right, so this is a book everybody asks me because I never say it. It's compiled by Tim Long and Doug Gar, N-S-T-I-W-T-I-W-G-D, Skydiver Stories. Compiled by Tim Long and Doug Gar. Um, we've had um, sign, initial, and date that. All right, right now before? So, yeah, right now before, because you guys have heard the same story a couple of times. We've, we've, we found a way to get around that. They're going to sign and date this book until it's full. Hey, I love you guys. Uh... Wazzy Circus Radio, I'm sorry to come down on you guys, but that was a shit show. If you're going to do this, be good at it. Be amazing. Why not be excellent at what you do? Why not try? Fucking try. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. All right. So it's kind of ironic I picked this story, okay? Mm -hmm. But this story could have almost turned into exactly what that spot was if, spoiler alert, if you went head down. All right, so the story is called Slow and Methodical by Bob uh, Slayer. Slayer. So we were doing a big way over Paris in the late 70s. When it came time to open, I tracked away, 
I looked for an opening space to deploy. I dumped my PC and no shit, it malfunctioned. I pulled the cover down on my Capwell, old school, <laughs> yanked down on both and fell away from the garbage. <laughs> Being the expert skydiver that I was, I didn't look at my reserve ripcord when I came in. I didn't look at my ripcord reserve when I came into pull. Of course, I missed it. I looked down to get a visual, put my hands on it, and pulled. By the time I actually pulled, however, I went head down, and mm. my R2 piglet reserved hit my foot and wrapped around it. Mm. I remembered seeing another from the group going by, and I looked down at the ground. I was in my uh, I was head down with a horseshoe reserve. Okay, I'm thinking this is it. I'm going to die. I looked up at my foot and thought I might be able to push the mess off with my other foot. Um, my reserve fully opened, and I had an unfortunate ride down. When I gathered in my reserve and I was head uh, heading back, uh, Duda, a.k.a., but his name is Keith Hendricks, started walking with me. I asked him if he saw me, and he said, yeah. You went by me, and you were kicking like a mother. <laughs> so much for being slow and methodical. Oh, man. Dude, that's a that's scary... That's a fucked up story. And we've uh, had some Friday freakouts where people yeah. get their foot in the reserves. Yeah. So, man. okay, so this brings up a small debate on RSLs. On RSLs. Like, if you have a spinning canopy and you chop, are you going to be spinning through the sky as your reserve comes out and your feet go through it, right? Because the RSL pulls it out, or a mm -hmm. sky hook. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of videos where people deploy and they're spinning and the reserve still comes out fine. I've never really seen anybody get wrapped up in it. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of camera flyers have a debate where they don't fly an RSL or they won't hook up their sky hook. Mm -hmm. um, there, a lot of them don't do it, but I fucking fly my shit. But I don't know. I want my shit. in the early 70s, yeah, know, he said. So, I mean, the crazy. technology back then, yeah, that, I don't know how. He said Capwell, so and I yeah. got no Dude, fucking, I don't know what the that? fuck a Capwell Maybe it was is. around. You know, I no, mean, it was around. Yeah. It was the Capwells where you pull it pull down, it down. You pull two hooks, and you fell from the garbage. That's some yeah. old school shit. Yeah. Nowadays, guys don't jump their mm -hmm. sky hooks or RSLs because they have video on. But that was the old debate years ago because the cameras are bigger. Now yeah. you got GoPros on. If you can get snuck on a GoPro, it's going to break. The, the mount's going to yeah. break. So I would jump my shit. Mm -hmm. And don't get your foot caught in it. Because, okay, here's the other debate. If you don't have the RSL hooked up, you can cut away, get stable, and then decide to pull your reserve mm -hmm. instead of having it done for you. And that way you're more stable. But if it's last minute, you don't want to be dealing with that. Exactly, yeah. So I, I just lean to the safe side. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we're doing on Wazzy Circus Radio, leaning to the safe side. That's it. Keep your head on a swivel. We love you guys. Uh, hit us mm -hmm. up on Patreon. WazzyCircus.com is live now. Man, what's that? What's that? What's that? Was it the Whirly Bird? What's uh, this? No, that's uh, just, just fucking rage. Uh, breakers. Uh, backflip twist right here. This oh, motherfucker's nope. oh, a wait. beast, you guys. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> fucking dynamic. Dynamic's boring. So this is... Uh... <laughs> oh, this dynamic's boring, dog. You want to rage fly with your friends, man. That's what I'm talking about. This is Juice Steel. This is old, too. Yeah, this is... Uh, that's the one of the old school iFly suits. That's the red and black suit, dude. Yeah. Well, that's what I flew in uh, San Antonio because I was a little Is this big. San Antonio? Yeah, this is San Antonio. Oh, that's a tiny tunnel. Yeah. And so I pulled the sleeves over because <laughs> you know, helicopter spin. So going back to, uh, I think you had like three major tricks that you said you were like, that's... Yeah, yeah, the Whirly Bird. The Whirly Bird. So, um, so... Randy Ashley, my mentor, mm -hmm. um, when he was working with me out in Orlando, 
and I was trying to like kind of perfect this a little bit. Um, <laughs> we first worked on the helicopter spin, and then it was um, a broken down out face, in face, out face, in face carving motion. Right. And then you broke it down from four axes to like six axes to basically eight axes from like a sectagon to like a, a hexagon, I think it's mm -hmm. called. Um, and so you're just closing that timing up. And so it was basically me throwing my body weight uh, in a daffy orientation and then throwing my body away from the glass. So every time I'd feel my body going from in face to out face, I would throw it hard enough to where it'd spin me back into in face. And um, <laughs> so I just, yeah, it's crazy. You know how hard that is to pull off. <laughs> hey, do we have any iFly Austin videos like in a real tunnel? No? So this is a half tunnel. Look mm -hmm. at that fucking thing, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You guys don't understand how high energy these devils are. And that's in a little tunnel. I'm surprised you didn't hit your head right there. Um, yeah, that's when I, uh, third third time I flew there, I just, uh, shattered my pinky and heel and everything. But I still flew and coached the staff. <laughs> hey, the, let me give you one thing. You rip your whole demo, and then at the last part, you go up on your belly, come down in a stand really slow and flip out. Mm-hmm. Fucking do something on the way up and the way down and then get out. Yeah. That's like the slowest part of your demo. You do the whole thing, you're raging, and then you stop and you go up and you come out. That's a what great, the hell? That's a great question, Wise, that you bring that up. I'm actually trying to catch my breath. This is how Okay, I get I'll when you give say you that. when I send I'll it, dude, I do send it and you I tense it. up. There's yeah. so much G force. I'm barely breathing through my demos. Right. And sometimes I've seen like stars and stuff and I'm like, well, I need to slow down, dude. I'm going to black out, dude. I've, I've cracked helmets. I've knocked myself out. I've right. messed myself up. That makes so sense. So when I go up there, it's my time to compose because this is my dismount. And actually, so in Hollywood, we are doing um, um, basically a practice routine for a flash mob that was happening on the city walk. And I thought Hollywood was involved with it. And uh, so we were flying around and we were pointing like, go up there. And it was this person that was getting reunited with his dad on the city walk for the first time of like 30 plus years. And it was, it was really awesome. It was emotional. And the, in, the individual that was doing the flash mob, she's like a famous like pop star dancer and everything. And anyways, when it came to us, we, uh, we had two, three instructors, uh, James Housky at the time and, uh, Diego and they were flying around and they had shirts that said like, go this way. And I did my routine and I did that dismount. Um, on the dismount, right, I came down, and I've done this a million times, but I came down a little too high, clipped the back of my neck on the door, dude, mm. knocked myself out, like, bam. In the dude, wind. In the wind, out of the tunnel. So I, like, came down, you know when I come down? Yeah. Clipped wow. my head on the top of the door. You know when you see Jake? When yeah. He and I'm, like, in, like, Shout the antechamber. Yeah. I'm in the the tunnel, uh, the antechamber, and I'm like totally like, dude, it felt like someone took a taser in the back of my neck, just out cold. And I came to, and I was like freaking out because I was just like, okay, the first thing you need to do is count your fingers, right? Like reset, like you just knocked yourself out, right? Bad. And uh, I was just like, can I move my head? And I slowly tilted my head. Yeah, my, I always wiggle my toes. I always wiggle my toes dude, first. Like, did I yeah. break my fucking neck? You know when you time? get like dead elbow or something like that? Yeah. Like tingles? I had that. All of my body. Dude, this shit's dangerous, you guys. I've been in that position where, like, oh, fuck, yeah. am I paralyzed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not paralyzed. All yeah. right, that was dope. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so after that, so when I come down, I'm, I'm composing myself. I'm going up and taking deep breaths, and I'm like, okay, relax and dismount because right. I need to talk to my customers, and I'm still winded. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> like, so uh, it's physical, but I love Dude, it. Yeah. I've seen you throw more tricks in one line than some person's entire career of flying like, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous we got to get out of the studio love you guys drew Steele, i guys. fly austin 
uh, wazicircus.com. Come holler at your boy. Order a suit. Get a jersey, baby boy. Love you. Peace. Yeah. Dude, thank you, Wallace, so much. Thank you, Jackie. That was fucking fun. Yeah, for sure. Fundamentals of flight, bitch.